1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message today is Don't Just Survive, But Thrive. Have you ever wished you could just start your life over again? Knowing what you know now about life you'd avoid lots of problems and pain and worry and silly mistakes that you've made. If only we could rewind the tape of our lives and start over. But the problem is we can't rewind the tape. It is behind us. Rather than just trying to survive, we can start over And thrive because God is a God of fresh starts Regardless of your background, regardless of your past Regardless of how much you have failed You don't have to remain as you are You can make a fresh start And experience the abundant life that Jesus Christ uh, offers to those who believe in him Today we are going to look at someone who went from just surviving in life to thriving one day Jesus was was walking through the streets of the city of of Jericho a large crowd was uh, following him and there was a blind beggar by the side of the road by the name of Bartimaeus to be blind in Jesus' day meant you couldn't work you couldn't read you probably couldn't go anywhere except someone taking you because there were no seeing-eye dogs and there weren't a lot of the amenities like we have today to help the blind. So Bartimaeus was reduced to simply begging for a living. Every day someone would carry him out to the side of the road and set him on a pallet and he would beg for his sustenance and at the end of the day they would come to pick him up and take him home. It was a miserable life. One day when Jesus was walking by, Bartimaeus thinks, this is my chance to get a new life. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. And he starts yelling above the noise of the crowd for Jesus to have mercy on him. There are four things Bartimaeus did which moved him from just surviving uh, to thriving and these are the things that we need to do if we want to make a fresh start uh, in life and the first is to seize the moment seize the moment Mark chapter 10 46 and 47 and so they reached Jericho Later, as Jesus and his disciples left town, a great crowd was following. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road as Jesus was going by. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus from Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, when Bartimaeus hears that Jesus was in the crowd, he begins to shout with real passion and intensity because he wanted help. He wanted mercy. He realizes that this is the chance of a lifetime. And so he seized the moment. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. He probably said to himself, I'm not going to delay. I'm not going to procrastinate. And that's the first key to a fresh start. The first step from surviving to thriving. You see, whatever you are going to do, now is the best time to do it. Don't say next month or next year I'm going to make a fresh start. It's now or never. So seize the moment. It's when Bartimaeus got up that morning, he had no idea that Jesus was going to be passing by him. As best as he knew, it was just another ordinary day. Same place, same thing, same begging, same miserable, lonely life. And so he had no time to prepare for Jesus. It was an opportunity that dropped in his lap. He was tired of merely surviving. He recognized a divine moment and he jumped at it. If seizing the moment is so important, then why don't we do more of it? Why don't we seize the moment when, when we, when we um, need to do something? The one word that can describe the reason why we don't is the word procrastination see procrastination is a strange phenomenon we think it will make our lives easier but it actually creates more stress on us we know the benefits of doing the right things in, in life but we keep saying I'll do it later I'll do it tomorrow or one of these days I'll get around to it and we never do the Bible warns us over and over About presuming upon tomorrow I'm not guaranteed tomorrow I have no guarantee that I will be alive tomorrow and neither do you whatever you're going to do now is the time to do it while you are still alive and you are able to act so what do you need to stop procrastinating about today What do you need to start doing that you already know is the right thing? I think God brought some of you here this morning just so he could say to you, stop making excuses. Get on with it. Give me your life now and begin to serve me. And you'll see uh, how different uh, your life could be. So seize the moment. Stop procrastinating. But the second thing to do, as we find here in the story, is ignore negative people. Ignore negative people. Mark 10 and verse 48. Be quiet. Some of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. One of the hardest things to do in moving from surviving to thriving is to ignore negative people. You would think that the crowd would feel a little compassion for this blind man, but they tried to shout him down. They told him to be quiet, but I have a feeling that what they said was a little bit more graphic than that. Probably there were people in the, in the crowd who were telling him, Bart, zip it, shut up. You see, in their opinion, Bartimaeus wasn't worth stopping for. And so they tried to control him with their negativity. And I love how Bartimaeus responded to the crowd. Mark says he only shouted louder. Was it risky for Bartimaeus to ignore the, these negative people? Of course it was. He said, they were his meal ticket. They were the ones who gave him money day after day when he begged for something. So if he upset them, if he ticked them off and burned his bridges, then who would support him in the next week or next month or next year? You see, on this particular day, something clicked in Bartimaeus' heart. He somehow knew that his real hope was in Jesus, not the crowd. You see, it is ironic that most of the people in the crowd had 20-20 vision, but they couldn't see the power and the compassion of Jesus for a blind man. In their eyes, Jesus had more important things to do than stop and heal a blind beggar. And there are people today who act as though God does not care for those who are down and out those who are struggling just to make it in life but of, of all the people in the crowd that day the one, this blind man is the only one who could truly see because he saw his need and he asked for help. You see, if you're going to make it Down the road from surviving to thriving, you have to learn how to ignore the negative voices you'll encounter. If you want something from God, you have to learn how to turn a deaf ear, how to put on blinders when it comes to public opinion. If Bartimaeus had listened to public opinion, he'd still be blind. We have to learn to ignore negative people who are all around us. The fear of disapproval is a struggle for all of us. To Solomon in Proverbs 29 and verse 25, who says in the NIV translation, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And in the message paraphrase, the fear of human opinion disables you. Trusting God protects you from all that. You see, Bartimaeus knew he needed help, and he refused to be denied. Now, have you prayed for something, and God has not yet answered uh, your prayer? Keep on calling God. Don't give up. Are you hurting and don't have an answer keep on crying out to God are you are people telling you to give up are they telling you to quit telling you that God doesn't care are you worried about what other people think or what they will say are you concerned about how it might look Are you worried that other people will think you're foolish to be doing what you're doing, to be talking to God? So don't quit. Don't give up. Jesus will hear you just as he heard the blind beggar cry out even louder because perseverance is one of the greatest attributes a Christian can have. But the third step to a fresh start to moving from surviving to thriving is know what you need to know what you need in Mark ten fifty one, 51 we, we read what do you want me to do for you Jesus asked him teacher the blind man answered I want to see again Now, why in the world would Jesus ask Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? I know it sounds crazy, but you know, most people don't have a clue what they really need. Oh, they'll give you a long list of their wants, their desires, their hopes, and their dreams. But needs, that's a different thing altogether. I'm sure Bartimaeus, like most of us, would want some money, he'd want security, he'd want a family, he'd want some friends, a home, a job, and a thousand other things. But he knew that his real need was his sight. And because Bartimaeus understood and appreciated his real need, he was willing to do whatever it took to meet that need. He risked his reputation and maybe even his livelihood to meet Jesus face to face. He was convinced that Jesus was the answer to his needs. And one of the saddest truths of this story is how it applies to us living in the 21st century. Many people have grown so accustomed to a lifestyle of deprivation that they can't even imagine what an abundant and full life Jesus Christ can give to them. And so they live day by day without hope, without security, and with no real future in sight. If I if you get some of you listening to me today to see that your greatest need isn't just a new job or a better car or more money in the bank, but a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you would be on the road to thriving and not just surviving. So just knowing your needs isn't really enough. In fact, if you know your needs, but you don't have a clue who can meet those needs, then you're going to live in a constant state of depression and despair. Apparently, Bartimaeus had never called on anybody else to give him sight He knew that they didn't have what it took to restore his sight But on this day when Jesus passed by Bartimaeus took the plunge He said Jesus son of David Have mercy on me and I wish I had time to go into the term son of David But the uh, time won't, won't allow me um, because of the radio broadcast, but the fourth thing that um, Bartimaeus did is to receive God's grace. Receive God's grace. In Mark ten fifty two, Jesus said to him, "Go, for your faith has healed you." Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. He accepted the grace of God. I know that there's a lot of hurt here and in our society, and maybe some of you just barely made it today. Some of you are going through pain and disappointment and conflict and sorrow. Some of you are grieving because of the loss of loved ones, and life is difficult for you. Some of you are quite lonely and you feel that happiness has passed you by you may put on a happy smile but inside you are hurting you are in a lot of pain but I'm glad you are here today because God wants to give you a fresh start and the emphasis here is on give you don't earn it you don't work for it you certainly don't deserve it you just receive the free gift of God's grace and the ability to make a fresh start Regardless of what your past has been Regardless of what you've done Regardless of the things that you have brought unto yourself God's grace is always available to you Someone may be saying today I would like to change I would like a fresh start But I just can't And you're right You can't change by yourself You need a power greater than yourself to make the changes That really makes a difference in your life You need God's power You have tried in the past to make changes And you have made resolutions And those resolutions did not go very far Because you don't have the ability You may have the desire but not the ability But God has the ability to do for you what you cannot do for yourself Oh, I read a story about a little boy. His father had asked him to go to the backyard and move a a big rock that was there. And he goes to the backyard and he pushes it and uh, it won't move. He pulls it and it won't move. He gets a rope and ties it uh, to the boulder and pulls, but it won't move. And so he finally goes back in and he says dad I can't do it it's impossible and the father said son have you tried everything he said yes dad I've tried everything and the father said you didn't try asking me to help you so many of you are in a situation where you have tried all kinds of stuff year after year And because you have failed so often, you say, it is impossible. It will never change. It's never going to be any different. But have you tried asking God to help you? You'd be surprised to see that he will help you. He will hear you. He'll answer your cry. See, have you tried receiving God's grace and letting him give you the power that you don't have on your own Bartimaeus was blind but he had enough vision to see that Jesus could help him and in fact he's the only one who could help him he had enough vision to see that he needed grace do you this is spiritual blindness is far worse than physical blindness because you don't realize how much you need God's grace in your life if you're spiritually blind grace isn't just for salvation grace is uh, for the daily um, mistakes and the problems and the issues that we have to deal with we need grace someone said uh, the Puritans used to say we need grace for dying and we need grace for living God's grace is something that can help us in the situations that we find ourselves you see, if you don't have grace in your life then you're going to be filled with regret when you're filled with regret you get stuck in the past and if you're stuck in the past you can't make a fresh start I don't know what regrets you're carrying but I do know that the grace and forgiveness of God are available to you. All you need to do is to call on him and he will give you a first start. Every one of us is at a different stage in our lives. I don't know what what stage you are in or what step you need to take, but I do know that you need to take a step somewhere in your life. The next step for some of you uh, would be to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord and allow him to begin to guide and lead you and direct your life. Some of you have already made that step. But the next step may be to be baptized, to publicly announce, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Your next step may be to join People's Baptist Church if you don't have a church family every believer needs a church family you cannot grow and be all that God wants you to be without a family of believers around you to support you where you can worship him together and um, they can be there to, to help you in your time of need especially in times of crises such as losing of a loved one or being in the hospital on, on, uh, on uh, a hospital bed Not being able to do anything for yourself But perhaps For some of you the next step for you is to begin tithing As God asks you to do It may be to find a ministry Be involved in the, in the ministry of the church Find something to do Rather than just focusing on yourself God did not intend you to spend all your time focusing on yourself. He wanted you to, to um, focus on someone else. And then self will get taken care of if you are focusing on others. And it may be that you need to take this step of sharing your testimony with a friend at work. And invite him or her to church so that they can hear the gospel. I don't know what your next step is, but I do know that you have one. There is always a next step toward faith, toward love, toward joy, toward happiness. Before the blind man met Jesus, he was sitting beside the road. After he met Jesus and received sight, he began following Jesus down the road, which of those two phrases describe your life right now. Sitting beside the road or following Jesus down the road. You see, there's only one way to follow Jesus down the road is to take the next step. Faith is more than just believing, it is action, it is something that you do. So, what are you waiting on in order to take the next step of faith in your life? What is your excuse for? procrastinating now is the only time we really have yesterday can never be recalled and tomorrow may never get here therefore if you are going to do what needs to be done you need to do it now if you need to repent of your sins now is the time to do it if you need to submit your life to Jesus Christ now is the time to do it If you need to change your lifestyle, now is the time to do it. Furthermore, if you want to become a better church member, if you want to become a better leader in the church, if you want to become a better uh, husband or wife, a better son or daughter, a better parent, or a better neighbor, now is the time to determine that you're going to do it. For we never know for sure about tomorrow. We have assurance only of today we never know which step will be our last step we never know when our heart will beat its last beat we never know which handshake will be our last handshake so don't delay when you know when you know what you ought to do do it now don't excuse yourself don't procrastinate don't hold back don't argue the point don't dismiss it but do it now do it now while you still have the time do it now while you are still able to do so do it now while the spirit of God is still moving in your life telling you uh, encouraging you to make the decision do it now while your heart is still tender and you're in your right mind and can do something which will last for all eternity so may God bless you and allow you to move from uh, from, uh, strive, from surviving to thriving this, this day and this week. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org